Welcome to the Powers That Be Daily, Puck's podcast focused on the intersection of Wall Street, Washington, Silicon Valley, and Hollywood, and the players who run it all. I'm Peter Hamby. It's Friday, June 24th, and today, Matt Bellany stops by to let us know how Hollywood might respond to the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Will the big studios and media companies help their employees get abortion care? And will they stop doing business in states that try to roll back abortion rights? And later on, Alex Bigler sits down with Eric Gardner for another round of Feedback Friday. We find out what makes Eric want to cover the stories he covers and what legal trends he thinks you should be keeping an eye out for. We'll hear about all that and more on today's episode of Powers That Be. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Happy Friday, everybody. It is another summer Friday. Hope you're having a good time. We're awaiting news from the Supreme Court. This could come down today, Friday. It could come down Monday. By the time you're listening to this, it might have already happened. But we have a pretty good sense that the Supreme Court is going to gut Roe versus Wade because back in May, obviously, Politico obtained a leaked majority opinion written by Samuel Alito around the Dobbs v. Jackson case out of Mississippi, which bans most abortions after 15 weeks. And basically, uh, the right has been doing this for a very long time. And this was the case that uh, apparently has led the Supreme Court to gut women's uh, reproductive freedom in this country. Um, Anyway, I know this sounds weird, but Matt Bellany is here to talk about this. (laughs) Matt, you have some insight on this because, I mean, this is a decision that will reverberate through every corner of of the country, our economy, workplaces, et cetera. What is Hollywood and the entertainment industry bracing for and how are they planning to respond to this ruling? So there's two fronts here. And I think it is actually important the way that the media industries responds here, because in some ways they are the harbinger because they are the ones who are on the kind of left side of the issue typically and how they respond may be influential to other companies looking to maybe see how they may want to respond. We've already seen what Amazon, the country's second largest employer has said, and Amazon has said that they are going to reimburse employees for travel that they need to undertake to have an abortion or other related services. I think other companies have have said the same. In the media space, I am told that most, if not all, of the entertainment companies are going to offer those services, are going to change or expand their health plans to cover expenses incurred in travel from essentially a red state to a blue state for employees that live in those red states. That includes Netflix, that includes Amazon, obviously, that includes companies like Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, I haven't heard specifically from Disney, but my sourcing indicates that Disney is also going to offer those services to employees that want them, which would be significant because Disney has become such a punching bag of the right in response to the Don't Say Gay law, which it initially 
said it was going to remain neutral on, and then ultimately came out against it. And I know Ron DeSantis and some of the Republicans have really taken Disney to task for that. I wonder if they will be doing the same on the abortion issue, because Florida is likely to be one of those states that pursues an, not an outright, if not an outright abortion ban, but perhaps severely limiting an abortion. Disney has not yet laid out an official policy as we speak. My sourcing indicates that they will offer this. And where it's usually coming into play is in a health benefit situation. So, for instance, Netflix, a spokesperson gave me a statement and the statement from Netflix says, and I'll read it here. It says, Netflix offers travel reimbursement coverage for U.S. full-time employees and their dependents who need to travel for cancer treatment, transplants, gender-affirming care, or abortion through its U.S. health plans. This is a $10,000 lifetime allowance per employee and or their dependents per service. So that's a really broad and specific coverage for this type of thing. And if you are a Netflix employee and you live in, let's say, Florida, you could travel to Newark and have up to $10,000 of your costs reimbursed. This is outside of the field of entertainment. For Amazon, does this apply to like their warehouse workers too? That's what they're saying. That's a pretty significant investment and a pretty significant mm-hmm. statement that they've made. And I actually think that a lot of them employers in this country will follow that. Obviously, a lot won't. But if, and this is all contingent on, if the right to abortion is specifically outlawed in certain states, there's going to be an additional issue that comes up, which I think is a lot of these companies may boycott. I know at companies like Disney or Netflix that have significant business in places like Georgia, for instance. Right. If the Georgia state legislature moves to ban abortion, After the Supreme Court ruling, Disney perhaps could pull its productions from Georgia. And that will be a significant hit. We went through this with the Georgia heartbeat legislation, where they tried to ban abortion after a heartbeat. It never got to the point where they actually did pull their productions, but it was certainly something that that Disney was serious about at the time. That goes back a long ways. I mean, the Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Georgia over voting rights. Um, Remember Mike Pence, when he was governor of Indiana, signed that so-called religious freedom bill that allowed private businesses to turn away same-sex couples. You know, so many companies that were doing business in Indiana revolted. But this is my favorite example of this. You're in South Carolina right now. The Outer Banks show on Netflix, which I, you know, is a guilty pleasure. Like that, and I grew up going to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. They don't film it in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. They film it in South Carolina because either Netflix or the producers of the of the show uh, pulled out of North Carolina because of their transgender bathroom law and went to South Carolina. Not that South Carolina doesn't have its own issues. Anyway, but I mean, there are so many states though. I mean, this is this is where it gets tricky. Like, okay, I'm from Virginia, for example. Like that is a quote unquote purple state, but is also extremely business friendly state. They love to recruit out of state businesses there. They film things there sometimes. There's a Republican governor and Republican House of Delegates, thin majority for Democrats in the Senate. But like, that's a purple state where some abortion restrictions could be passed. You know, this stuff isn't just going to happen in like Alabama and Mississippi. I mean, there are places around the country that are unpredictable where some kind of abortion restriction could be passed. Dozens of states, more than half the country. And so like, if you're a movie studio, your options are going to start to be kind of limited if, the, if you start 
protesting states and pulling out and deciding just to go film in Vancouver. Yeah, and I think that the Hollywood companies are actually better positioned than most national companies because they do have the choice where to shoot their projects. I mean, you can Uh pull your productions out of a state. At this point, Disney is so heavily invested in Georgia because they shoot all the Marvel movies there that it would be a significant financial hit. But it's not the same as Amazon deciding not to do business in states that have a abortion ban. I mean, that would be extremely detrimental to the business of those states. I mean, look at a place like Texas that has so aggressively recruited businesses from other states, similar to Virginia. You know, Elon Musk is moving a lot of his empire to Texas. What happens if his employees revolt over this law? So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these companies respond, balancing their own business interests versus the concerns of their employees. Yep. People like their Amazon Prime. (laughs) They do. And, you know, in Disney, like in Disney's case, there's also another thing they have to consider, which is how much do they want to be at the forefront of this? You know, they, we saw what happened last time. Yeah. They're a very public company in the sense that people have an emotional connection to the brand. Do they want to be the kind of company that enrages a significant portion of the country by pulling out of a state over an abortion ban? Because there are tons of Disney fans who are not fans of abortion. And, you know, abortion isn't just a like 70, 30 issue in this country. I mean, it's like once you start to split hairs around third trimester abortions, for example, it gets murky. I mean, people have conflicted opinions about this. It isn't just cut and dry. Well, that's why I think what the ultimate ruling is in this case will significantly change how the response is. Because if it is an outright, what Alito wrote, which was a an overturning of Roe and telling the states that they can pass outright abortion bans, I think it's going to be a much different situation than if the specific law in this case is overturned and that states can feel free to pass abortion bans after a certain amount of time that will be a little bit different. And, you know, the level of outrage might not be as high and these companies will feel like it might not be their place to step in. Right, that's exactly right. Well, all, all this under undergirds something I wrote back in May after the original leak of the opinion, which is, and speaking of Hollywood, like a lot of people donate money from Hollywood. Like you can give your money to Planned Parenthood and you can give your money to fight this to national organizations or the DNC. Like you need to, donate to states, (laughs) in particular, like places like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, where democratic control is very tenuous. This is going to be a long battle and states are going to be making the rules on this. Um, State legislatures are for years to come. And that's where the fight is going to move. Anyway, Matt, thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. 
We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back. This is Alex Bigler for another edition of Feedback Friday. And this week, I am so excited because I'm going to be talking to one of my favorite journalists at Puck, Eric Gardner. Eric really endeared himself to me in his first week at Puck because he sent me a GIF or a GIF, I don't know, we're up in the air on on how to pronounce it, that incorporated both peanut M&Ms and Albert Pujols which is two of my favorite things. So I'm super excited to have Eric on the show today. Thanks for joining, Eric. Ah, Thanks for having me. Let's do it. So I have a couple of questions from readers, and I have a question from one of our summer interns. So I'm excited to, to dig in, but I get to ask my questions first because it's my segment. So my question is, you know, you're really known for digging into pretty dense literature finding a thread and pulling on that thread until there's suddenly a very big story there. It's kind of what you're, you're known for. So I want to know more about what spidey sense you get that something that seems small is actually really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that's come over time. I read a ton of stuff. I speak to a lot of people. Uh, and then over time, you know, it's like, like being a batter in the box. I mean, you get to know the off-speed stuff just by seeing so many pitches. And, you know, when I read stuff, you know, oftentimes it's the small stuff that I gravitate to and and it's stuff that strikes me as kind of unusual. I ask questions about it. Sometimes I, I get satisfied with the answers and I move on. And then other times I realize that this is a much bigger story going on and that's what I pursue. Um, so my second question is, I'm wondering if there's a recent topic that you've written about that you really think is going to be like a huge deal in the near future that you think people are not yet paying nearly enough attention to. Sure. I mean, I'm tempted to go um, the artificial intelligence just because I know that AI is going to be such a big part of of society, but that's probably still a ways away. I'll flag something that I, and that's that's more immediate which is copyright termination. And that stuff has certainly gotten a lot of attention, but I think it's gotten nowhere near as much as as it deserves and people still don't understand quite a bit about it. I recently wrote a story about you know, how the author of a magazine story was saying that that Top Gun was his and that, that he reclaimed it from Paramount. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was actually our summer intern Jack's question. He was curious as to whether it means the Yonas are entitled to a piece of the the Maverick profits. It could mean that. I mean, if if he is successful in showing number one that that he reclaimed his work, like the, whether there was something actually protectable, and number two, whether the sequel actually infringed his work, he you know could be entitled to, to profits. But it's no sure thing. There's a lot of hurdles 
that he has to uh, go through to to get there. Um, also, you know, copyright does not protect facts, and he's a journalist, a magazine writer, and so he's got he's got to show that 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 there's some original expression um, that that he created and that is visible in the latest movie that just came out, and and so he's got to you know really pinpoint that and and show that that that's worth something. So don't rule rule it out, but uh, but but you know he he certainly could be entitled to to something. Is the importance of uh, of that piece could Paramount lose Top Gun um, play into the aviator sunglasses I saw you wearing on Tuesday at all or no? Uh, I think Tom Cruise stole it from me. I'm, I'm going to have to sue him for stylistic infringement. <laughs> I'll back you up on that 100%. I think we have got time for one more. And even though I promised John Kelly that I would not talk about baseball, I really can't help myself. Um Eric actually gives me the heads up whenever he has a piece about Major League Baseball coming through, which I always look forward to. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, what, what, where are we going with Major League Baseball? What is the next thing that's going to, like, hit the fan with them? I, I recently wrote that their antitrust exemption is under tremendous scrutiny, and, and that's definitely coming. They're, they're definitely... Uh, losing that in some shape and form very soon, which is really important because they want to move a couple of franchises. They at least want to get the Oakland Athletics out of Oakland since the city won't pony up for a big new stadium. I also think Tampa Bay Rays have have some designs to split their time in, in Canada. But these sorts of things are susceptible to challenge and without sort of room to maneuver, they could find themselves more in court. Also, you know, the television landscape is shifting. We're doing more streaming. MLB has actually been on the forefront of, of a, lot, a lot of stuff. They, their media division is, is top-notch to the extent that it was acquired by Disney at one point and, you know, worked with other leagues to help them on their streaming I do think they're also going to find some issues when it comes on the competition front for the deals that that it's making with with broadcasters and streaming partners and all that. And speaking of competition, who do you think is going to be named the National League Most Valuable Player? <laughs> There's one correct answer. Uh, Manny Machado. I don't know. No. Oh, you're no. no. Okay. Well, with <laughs> the answer was we were looking for was Paul Goldschmidt, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eric, this was so great. I knew it was going to be so great. And I really thank you for for taking the time and in, indulging my questions and curiosities and, and those of our subscribers. So hope to have you back for another issue of, of Feedback Friday. And thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Powers That Be. As a reminder, The Powers That Be is the official podcast of Puck. We'd like to thank Ben Landy, Liz Goff, and Alex Bigler for their editorial and production guidance. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please share with a friend. It really helps us keep delivering the inside scoop that only Puck can offer. You can visit us at puck.news and on Twitter at Puck News. I'm Peter Hamby. See you next week. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. The Powers That Be Daily is executive produced by John Kelly, co-founder of Puck, and Chris Corcoran, chief content officer and founding partner of Cadence 13. 